We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies edtech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com slash B-E. Welcome to Transformative Principle. I am Jethro Jones, your host, and I am excited to invite you to participate in the Transformative Leadership Summit happening August 1st through 14th. We are going to have a great list of amazing guests who will be presenting, Jerry Pascal, John Wenstrom, Bill Ziegler, Chris Weiger, Justin Bader, Will Parker, and a host of other amazing principals and leaders to help you be the best principal you can be. Go to transformativeleadershipsummit.com to sign up. Transformative Principal episode 132 with Amy Fast. Today, we're continuing our conversation with Amy Fast, and we're going to really dig in deep to the measuring the intangibles where you ask the kids what it is that they need. And I hope that you enjoy this. She's going to give some ideas of how to get in there and do that. And of course, she's going to talk about how to be a transformative principal, which really is a summing up of everything that we're talking about today. So I hope you enjoy that. With summer coming up, we principals have a unique opportunity to get a lot of work done with no students and few teachers. If you want to learn a goal-setting program that makes your goals come to life, go to transformativeprinciple.org and sign up for the email newsletter and get my goal-setting framework that helps me accomplish a lot in a little bit of time. So what I want to know from you is how do you do the survey? What questions are you asking and how can how individualized for my school does that need to be? Or could I just copy your survey? Right. Well, I, I'm going to speak to something you said first, and then I will, I'll answer that if you don't mind. So it was interesting after, after doing the survey and all the student focus groups we led, what we realized, we, what gives us the biggest bang for our buck, and I, this is backed up by research, and I can't quote whose research because it's off the top of my head, but my colleague and I call it micro behaviors. So it's not even like it, because it sounds overwhelming to say, how do I make kids hopeful or how do I make them con- like feel connected? But it's really like 10 smiles in the hall is it carries more weight with students than one like 45 minute heart to heart. So it's really all those cumulative little things that add up. Like I missed you yesterday or 
um, saying have a great weekend when they leave. All those, all those tiny things. If you've got every teacher in your building doing it all day long for the 13 years students are in public education, that really makes a huge difference. So it's really not an overwhelming task when you, when you think about it. That's something that makes me really hopeful as far as the, sur- the survey itself and how we rolled it out. I don't know if you're familiar with Google Forms at all. Do you have the Google? Okay. So yes, very much so. So we just created a Google form and I believe we asked like six to eight questions, not a, a lot or, or framed them as statements. It started when um, there was a school shooting at a college you know, not far away from our high school. And I just was, I just really had this, this need to do something that was proactive because obviously students who are, are feeling good about their lives don't shoot up schools, you know? So I wanted to take an approach that was less about security and more about well-being and knowing how our students are doing because. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you want to take an approach that was less about security and more about well-being. Is that what you just said? <laughs> yes. So are you saying that instead of making mandatory lockdown training, we should maybe just make sure that our kids feel good about being in school? Call me crazy. Call me you crazy. You are crazy. <laughs> right. Um, so, that's awesome. you know, yeah. if we have the pulse totally on how our on students are doing and work and work to make sure that they're 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 doing well, not just academically, but in those other areas, we don't have as much to worry about. So, so that, that was the impetus for the survey. And then um, we literally crafted um, myself and two of my colleagues crafted the statements based on, have you, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Gallup research at all, but it was, there's a national student Gallup poll and they, they measure students, hopefulness and well-being and engagement and those sorts of things. So we, we kind of crafted some of our statements around their general areas. And so we had one that said, I'm hopeful about my future. And then it kind of elaborated a little bit about that. And of course we did it, we had it in English and Spanish and, and they literally clicked agree or disagree. And then there was a place to comment. And we had one that said, I'm connected to my peers. I feel respected by the other students in the school. There's one that said, um, my teachers care about me and I have a connection to at least one staff member or something like that. I feel like I matter to people in the school, the things that I care about. Uh, people know about the things that I care about or, or are passionate about or something, or something like that. And then something about uh, being discriminated against if they'd ever experienced discrimination um, in the school and to elaborate on that. And then if they were be willing, uh, if they found out about something that concerned them, would they, re- would they report it? And I may have missed a few. Um, so basically there's just a handful of questions and, and then they, like I said, they gave comments and it was really important to, to me and uh, my colleague at the time to have a face-to-face with every student in the school because we have a pretty large comprehensive high school. And, you know, I could walk down the halls and people not even, you know, students don't even know that I'm an assistant principal there. So I wanted to, because I'm a first year um, assistant principal in the school, I kind of wanted to introduce myself anyways and form that connection with students myself. So like I said, we went into 75 different classrooms and, and said, you know, here's who I am. Here's what we care about. Here's what we want school to be all about. And we care about how you're doing. And we're here to make sure that you're set up on a trajectory where, where you, you can experience joy in your learning. And school can be a safe place for you to be and a place where you feel connected to people and feel like you matter. And so, so we want to get this information from you because we want to do right by you. And, you know, all the time we sit in these back rooms as adults and we make decisions about 
about how to do right by you and how to how to help you on your trajectory. And we never ask you, and you know more than anyone. So we're asking you today, and so please be honest. And while this survey is not anonymous, it is confidential. And um, you can say what you want to say. You have free reign. So here's your chance. And, and it was amazing. And so we, we ended up with this. As you know, if you're familiar with Google Forms, it, the, the responses kind of print out in this giant spreadsheet. So we had a, a team of people who took each of the various topics on the survey, and we were responsible for codifying them. So I was in charge of students' feelings of connection. Someone else was in charge of significance. Someone else was in charge of discrimination. Someone in charge of safety, hopefulness, so you get the picture. And we basically said, what are the major, we read all the comments that students gave us, said, what are the major themes that are emerging here? You know, so, so with connection to staff, there were, I think there were five different themes, you know, some as simple as I, you know, I'm new here, I'm a freshman and I haven't really had the chance to get to know people. So that's why I don't have a connection and some, you know, that were different and uh, a little more concerning. So we then were able to take from those students who were struggling with having connections to staff and pull a focus group and basically turn these students who were, who are kind of dis- disenfranchised students and who, who aren't feeling like the staff cares about them and turn them into leaders of the school. So we call them in and say, you know, I bought them pizza and we sat down with them and said, Hey, what can we do? This is horrible. Like you guys aren't feeling connected and I'm sorry. And, and why is that? Get, tell us a little bit more. And then, and now what should we do as a, as a team? Like you guys and us, what are we going to do about this? And so, so those students kind of became leaders in the school in terms of, you know, um, fostering connection between students and staff. So it, it was just, it was really cool work. And the students, I had a student stop, stop me in the hallway and she's like, Mrs. Fast, right? Cause you know, it was in the fall and I was new there. And I said, I said, yeah, that's my name. And, and she goes, Hey, I just wanted to thank you for what you guys are doing with this student survey. She said, all my friends and I have been talking about it and, and we didn't realize that administrators even remembered what it was like to be teenagers. And it's pretty cool what you're doing. And, and do you mind if I give you a hug? And I said, of course not. And so she gave me a hug, but it, <laughs> a hug on me. Yeah, yeah, it was just, it's, it, it meant a lot to our students too. You know, they didn't just think of it as, you know, here's another thing that's happening in the school day and check, 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 check next. So they realized that we are really working hard to um, give them a voice. That's awesome. Very inspiring. And I love that approach. So just to make sure I understood it correctly, you asked the questions, kid had, kids had a choice of agree or disagree, not like very strongly agree, nope. slightly just agree, agree kind of agree, yep. just agree or disagree. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think that's really important to, to clarify that that forces a choice, right? Yes, correct. And forces you to lean one way or another. And um, I really like that approach. And then they all they could leave comments afterward. Correct. On each and every question, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. So what are some of the some of the small changes that you've made because of what kids had said in that survey? The big changes that we've made were uh, around professional development. So we basically let our student voices dictate a lot of our professional development this year. And we have a, we have a, we're fortunate to have an embedded staff development model where during teachers prep periods, every other week, they, they come and with a group of like 10 to 15 teachers get professional development from myself and, and one of the instructional uh, coaches in our building. So we were able to say, you know, what are the, what are the largest needs from our students and let's cater our professional development around that. So that was one of the large changes. And it's hard because I really feel like the work that matters in schools has much more to do around mindset than it does around skill set. So I'd like to say, well, here's some kind of initiative we implemented, or here's some kind of thing that we all did every day. But um, but really, it was just a lot of hard discussions 
with staff and all of us working to collaborate around changing our, our mindset around our practices in schools, not so much our skill sets. One of the great ideas that came from students in the focus group, which is, it's, it's so crazy because it's the simplest ideas that are, are often the most profound. And it's like, why are we working so hard? We can just do this. They were like, you know, it'd be great. You know, those like exit slips that teachers give. And we're like, yeah. And they said, well, what if like once every couple of weeks, they just said, Hey, how are you doing? Is there anything you want me to know about what's going on in your life? And, and instead of asking us a question about content, they just asked us because they said, you know, if my parents get divorced or if, if I broke up with my boyfriend, it's really awkward to like walk up to my teacher in the middle of class and say, hey, by the way, you should know. Um, so they said there's, there's not really a platform for that. So if teachers elicited that kind of information from us, we really want them to know. We just don't know how to tell them. So that was that was one thing that that teachers some teachers started implementing that they said made a huge difference. They just feel like they know their students exponentially better than they did. And that, and that opens doors for conversations. And then students, of course, feel known. And feeling known is what, what um, builds that connection. So just one little thing. Yeah, that's incredible. That, so that's, that's a simple idea that I was talking about. How much of a difference can that make in a school if you ask kids once every two weeks, is there anything you need me to know? I mean, that's pretty cool, Amy. So how awesome. I'm going to pause for just a minute here and talk about how you can help support the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I learn a ton from doing this podcast, and I know you do too. If you'd like to support me in this, you can become a patron through Patreon, and that would mean the world to me. You can support me for as little as a dollar a month, but anyone who supports me for $5 a month or more will get the Transformative Principle Members Only feed, which releases the interviews as I record them rather than on a weekly schedule. If you've binge listened to any of the past episodes of this podcast, this is for you. And I know you're going to love it. So you're going to learn as quickly as I learn. And I thank you for supporting me. To become a patron, just go to transformativeprinciple.org. And on the right-hand side, there will be a little button that says become a patron. You can click on that and support me. Thank you so much for your support. So another the big change you mentioned was around professional development. What does your professional development look like that changes the teacher's mindsets? We have a behavior psych that helped us with some of it and a school counselor that we, that we rolled in. But, uh, you know, a lot of it is focused around the data itself. So the, the first thing we did is we showed, because the, the Google form will print off, you know, pie charts. 75% of our students say they feel connected. But that means that they're, you know, is a, is a fourth of our students who are not connected to teachers. So, so what are we going to do? So then we actually pulled anonymous comments. We, we made them anonymous um, from the survey and allowed teachers to read through the comments of how students were feeling and basically collaboratively together discuss what we can do and share out. So it was, it was not so much, here's the research on, on how to connect with students and here's what we're going to roll out, but it was more grassroots where here's what our students are saying what can we do about that? Work collaboratively as teachers and then together, let's kind of own this and share out and decide upon um, certain things that we, we commit to doing that, that students are saying would make a difference. So, you know, we're firm believers at our school that what's best for students is also best for staff. So, so the, the PD that we lead is, is rarely sit and get and it's, it's very much grassroots and, and owned and led by, by teachers. And there's, there's a lot of academic conversation and collaborative group work and ownership on their part of whatever the topic is that we're tackling on any given day. Yeah, that's, that's pretty neat. So 
at my school, we're doing this thing called uh, trauma-informed strategies and, and stuff at our school. And what we've seen with that is that what we're seeing with teachers is that they are just stopping and thinking a little bit more yep. about what could be going on in that kid's life that could make them feel like they are accepted, right, um, loved, all those kinds of things. And exactly. That's the mindset piece. Yep. Exactly. Right. And that's been a, a pretty big deal. So we had a, a like three-hour training on how to be trauma-informed, and we gave every adult in the building a fidget box for kids. Mm-hmm. They had Play-Doh yep. and timers. <laughs> we had that and- under me, too. Yep. Awesome. So <laughs> what what we saw with that was some initial hesitation, like the teacher saying, you're giving me this, and that means that the kids are just going to do whatever they, they're going to come up and do this whenever they want. And we were saying, no, that's not what we're saying. Like, right. you're still in control. So just because a kid is having a bad day doesn't mean that they right. get a free pass to right. do anything they want. But if you can keep that kid in class and have them do something that's not going to disrupt everybody else exactly. and have them still be learning, that's what we're going for. So right. sometimes kids do need to be excused from class. Sometimes kids need to stay in class, and sometimes kids need to still get in trouble, right? Yep, exactly. But the reality is we need to have different approaches and try to figure out as best we can what our kids actually need. So, and, and I'm a firm believer that having high expectations and empathy are, are interdependent and not mutually exclusive. So I don't, I don't feel like you have to sacrifice one for the other. So I, I completely, I completely agree. Yeah, totally. So Amy, I appreciate your time. I think I could probably talk to you for another six hours about this <laughs> because you are totally speaking my language and well, let's um, do it again sometime. <laughs> Let's shall. The last question that I ask everybody is, what is one thing that a principal can do this week to be a transformative principal like you are? Um, you know, it's kind of piggybacking off of what I just said about, um, you know, our teachers deserve the same kind of instruction that our, that our students would get. If, if we're saying it's, it's so important for students to be hopeful and connected, to feel significant in order for us to expect them to put in the kind of effort that they need in order to be successful, then the same is true for teachers. And teachers need to feel like they matter and they need to feel hopeful about the work that they're doing in schools and they need to feel connected to their students as well as their administrators and their peers. So I would say that it's equally important to give, to give staff a voice and to let them know on a daily basis exactly how much they matter and to continuously form those connections with them because this this work is really, really hard work and it's all being done on the, on the backbones of our, our, our teachers. So again, we, we have to fill their cups if we expect them to be able to fill others and, and they're, they're running on empty often. And, you know, in fact, I wouldn't even say we need to fill their cups as a means to an end. Like, let's not fill their cups so that they can give to students, but let's fill their cups because they're human beings and, and, and they deserve it. And that, and that's what we need to model for them so that they can do the same for our students. And yes, absolutely. Amy, how can people learn more from you and uh, get connected with you? Well, on Twitter, my, my handle is fast granny, as you know. So people can message me on Twitter. They can email me at fast.cranny at gmail.com. You know, I, I'm, I'm super excited for these, these ideas to be out there and for people to be talking about them. And I'm, I'm not a self-promoter and I, I don't need people to buy my book, but I really want this to be a conversation we're happening that is happening and that we are having uh, in this country right now. So, 
So please include me in that conversation, however you see fit, because I, I want to learn from everyone else as well, but it's a conversation that needs to be had. So, so I just, I mean, I'm eager to talk to more people. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. That was a great interview with Amy Fast. I hope you enjoyed it. And I know I sure did. Let's keep in mind that the people we're working with are human and we should treat them with respect and dignity because of that. What a great message from Amy Fast. It's been an awesome opportunity for me to interview her and learn from her. If you wouldn't mind taking a moment and sharing this with others so that they can learn what you're learning, I know that I learn a ton from these. I know you learn a lot from them. Please share them and let's let other people learn the great things we're learning. And then also, please take a minute and just give me a rating in in iTunes. Let others know that you think that this podcast is valuable. Thank you so much. Transformative Principles is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. Podcasts for educators by educators. Visit edupodcastnetwork.com for more great podcasts. Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers' time, improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com slash BE. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all of those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flexible time without all the headaches you get with it usually. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash BE.